This year we've been talking in the well about identity, how to discover it, how to grow it, your identity, my identity, other people's identity. We've talked a lot about it. Only a handful of times have we heard someone talk about losing their identity, and, and those stories have been heartbreaking, tragic, important stories that it took extreme amount of vulnerability to share. I have a story today about losing my identity, but it is not heartbreaking or tragic. However, it is very humbling. In 2019, I was appointed to the York City Council. It was kind of crazy. I am a transplant. I'm sure none of you can hear it, but I am told I have a southern accent, so I don't really sound like I belong here. And when this opportunity came along, it kind of felt surreal. When I was appointed, I worked hard, I learned a lot, I guessed a lot. <laughs> If you ever saw me at city council meetings, not that any of you watched them with bated breath every Thursday night, but if you ever watched them, you probably saw me with my head down taking notes. And part of that was to keep me focused. It's kind of my method. But also a lot of times I was making notes of anachronisms or words that I didn't know. I was like, I gotta go look this up. I don't know what this is. I learned so more than I wanted to know about roads, and bridges and red tape, I learned a lot. And hopefully, I did some good work. I don't know, but I really do hope that that's what happened. And there comes a point in politics where you have to run or walk away. And it was time for me to decide, am I going to run for another term? Or am I going to walk away? And y'all, I seriously, seriously thought about walking away. It was time-consuming, and I still felt less than. Like, I really hadn't figured it out. Maybe it wasn't doing a good enough job. I mean, all that self-doubt. And I'm naturally an anxious person. And so, like, probably the first two years as I drove down to City Hall, I would have to, like, pump myself up. It's going to be okay. You can do it, the deep breaths in and out. So there was, there was really a lot that took out of me, but again, I thought it was good work and I was hoping I was doing something worthwhile. I'm actually an introvert who does not like to be recognized publicly. So I would run into people who knew me because of my work on the city council, like random strangers. And they'd wanna to talk to me about the roads or the bridges or the things that people talk to public officials about. I was always really awkward. I couldn't help myself. I was even awkward when I'd have friends, people that I knew and cared about who would approach me and they would usually do this thing where they would say my name but they would say, Councilwoman Lonis. And that was my cue to know, okay, I gotta switch hats and I, I've gotta be this other person for a minute. And I felt awkward even then. Am I qualified to answer these questions or have this conversation? And I really just didn't like the attention. I liked the work, but I just, I just 
never clicked. I never felt like this is me, that I could do the work. So I'd do the work, and then I'd go home. When it came to the decision, my husband was thumbs up right away. Yes, you've got to do this. This is great. He could still see that I actually liked the work. He could see that I brought some value. I'm a totally different person than everybody else in the city council. Maybe this was something really good. He was very supportive right off the bat. We decided, hey, let's ask the kids. This is their time to air their grievances, to have an opinion, to be heard. And my son, who is an extrovert, immediately, yes, you got to do this, looked at my daughter, who is an introvert, and she said, can I think about it? Okay, sure. Yeah, you can think about it. Two weeks later, my husband stops her and said, look, she was just being nice by asking you. What's your hang-up? She had an answer. She said two parts. Number one, it's my picture of my kids. Number one, petrified of her name being out there. She didn't like the attention either. Number two, the obvious. What if she loses? Now look, my daughter's in middle school, but apparently it's really political there. <laughs> and they keep up. They talk about city council, they talk about the mayor, they talk, of course, national politics, but they knew Lonis is an unusual name to begin with, but it's an unusual name in this part of the country. We're the only ones in York. So our name stuck out, her name stuck out. It was naturally correctly assumed that we went together. She would get asked in the halls of York Middle School, what's your mom think about? That's crazy. She was scared to death. What if she loses? Now, she's saying this in front of both my husband and I, and I don't know if I said this or if I just felt it. She was explaining exactly my feelings. I was not excited about having my name out there, and I was scared to death to lose. By the way, my bad loser, do we have any, any other bad losers in the crowd? <laughs> Own it, there's a few of you, you are. Me too. I was scared, but I did the thing and I said, it's a risk one takes when they want to make change. That sounds right. That sounds encouraging. That sounds like the thing you're supposed to say. But the reality was I was shaking in my famous high heels. I'm a historian. And so Churchill once said, to each there comes a time in their lifetime for a special moment when you're figuratively tapped on the shoulder offered the chance to do something special. And in my mind, I'm no Churchill, but I got that, you know, ghost of a finger tapping me on the shoulder saying, you should do this. And so I did. Went downtown, registered, took my extroverted son, who, by the way, says one day he wants to be a politician, and if any of the four of my family are suited for it, it's him. That boy does not meet a stranger. He's so personable. He, he's so fit for this. The path was set. 
January 2022. I didn't want to regret not trying, so let's do it. I had signs made. I got cute little stickers made. I was the first person to put signs in yards. Like, y'all, I was in. People knew my name, which, by the way, if you notice, that says Christy for council. That was intentional because probably most of you that don't know me and you saw my name, you would assume it's loans or something like that. So I was just trying to be thoughtful about how do I market myself, Christy for council. I'm the only Christy that was running. It seemed to fit. So we did it. And as far as I knew, I didn't have many enemies other than a few Facebook trolls. Yes, that happened. But I felt okay about it. I've done good work, right? I drug my friends, my dearest friends and coworkers into the campaign. I, one of my dearest friends became my campaign manager. She worked hard for nothing, by the way. I gave her flowers. <laughs> Wasn't enough, but she, she got in there and she helped. My kids were too young to vote, but I got them into it, too. That is, on the left, that's Coop. That's my son. He is, um, <laughs> he's walking around town one day, and he takes his picture, and he posts it on his Instagram, which, by the way, was private, so no one saw it other than other non-voting friends, but he tried. He was in. My daughter would help and go put out signs. She would stage me. By the way, one time, this is not in my notes, but I'm going to say it anyway, and she'll be really upset with me for saying it. Uh, she had gone and taken pictures of me putting signs out in the yard. We get in the car, and she's messing around with her phone. And I looked over and said, what are you doing? Because it's a picture that she had just taken, and she said, I'm whitening your teeth, and I'm getting rid of your wrinkles. <laughs> Y'all... I'm 47. There is not a whole lot of work we can do. And so I told her, again, I'm trying to teach my daughter lessons. And I said, I'm proud of every one of those wrinkles. And you're the cause of a few of them. So chill out. She got in on the action. If you don't know yet, I lost. Very publicly. I lost the election. I woke up on Wednesday, November 9th, to the news. I'm not a night owl. I could not have stayed up late enough to watch the results. I, my husband tried to stay up late enough. I think he went to bed around 1, and they still hadn't published the results. So I had the news on my phone. I looked at my phone, put my glasses on, looked at my phone again. Okay. Sat up in the bed. I texted my family. None of my family lives here, so I texted my family. I texted a handful of friends. And I got up, and I showered, and I got ready for my day as if nothing happened. I went and I taught my 8 a.m. cultural geography class. A handful of you were there. I acted like nothing happened. At most, maybe like a friend had canceled lunch. Like, I was numb. I just sort of went through the motions. Y'all, I'm a loser. I 
am a loser. Now what? <laughs> I should be happy. I got back my Thursday nights. I got back probably 10 or more hours a week where I had been doing this extra job, which paid terribly, by the way. <laughs> like It was not about the money. It was because I really cared. I thought I was doing something good. I should have been happy. Now I didn't have to tell my kids no to go to their things because there was some city business that was an obligation that I couldn't skip out on. I got my summers back, and more importantly, I got my invisibility back. I hated being recognized in stores. By the way, if any of you are here this summer, you will experience this at one point. You'll run it into me in Walmart, and I will literally run the other way. Not because I don't love you, because I do. But I really am an introvert, and I need to not people sometimes. And, and this was a gift, right? I should be happy. I don't have to answer questions about roads or taxes. And y'all, by the way, the worst critic slept in the same bed with me. And if you think he did not use his power of position to try to talk to me about things, you are wrong. Did he go find another city council member? No. Why would he? He lived with me. That's my husband, for those of you that don't know me. Between that Wednesday for the results and the end of my term, because I still was in office, I had one more meeting. I had to go to the meeting. I had to be professional. I had to do business. I had to vote on things. I was numb pretty much all the way up until that point. And I talked to a friend of mine that lives in Oklahoma. And he said, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You are going to hold it all in. You're going to go to that meeting. You are going to be professional. And they're going to be so mad that they're losing you. And then you're going to go run to your car when it's over. And you're going to lose it. And you're going to cry buckets. Now, whether he was right or wrong, I like a good plan. And that was a bullet point process. It's like, okay. And really, that in my mind was I can make it until whatever time the meeting was going to be over. I could do it. But in the meantime, the bitter reality of the loss sunk in. I'm a loser. They didn't like me. I didn't do enough. I didn't make enough of a name for myself. I didn't capitalize on the opportunities to market myself. I'm a loser. How do I not take that personally? I got news for you. I did. It was very personal. It hurt. It was embarrassing. I'm a loser. And at this point, it wasn't even about the work. It was about my ego. I was a city councilwoman, and now what? Wait a minute. I know the answer to that. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a mentor, a college professor, a cheerleader for my biological kids and non-biological kids. I'm so much more than a campaign sign or a cute sticker. 
and even more than my introversion or my embarrassment. I'm a loser, and I'm okay. I had some awkward interactions. I still do from time to time. Someone will come up to me trying to sound supportive and kind, and I have to do the meek, thanks, it's okay. I still catch a twinge of anxiety anytime I see someone that I used to serve with or somebody that took my spot. I see them out in the wild, and I really do that. Oh, gosh, what do I do? What if they see me? I get that red-hot flood of embarrassment that flashes through my body. I can't explain it, but sometimes it still hurts because I remember I'm a loser. I've told you the story knowing that it's going to rip open some old wounds that weren't even fully healed. And I've had some anxiety about it for some time. But this is valuable because the lesson isn't just that I'm a loser. It's, an, it's that I'm a loser and I'm okay. I'm a loser, but I'm still a wife and a mother. I'm a loser, but I'm still an obsess, obsessive band mom. You see my t-shirt? That's cool. I'm a loser, but I'm still in a profession that I truly love, like my real job is. I'm a loser, but I have wonderful and supportive friends and family. I'm a loser, but I'm still God's child. And that's pretty much a win for me.